Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Shrek. I'm your host, Darren. And today we'll be talking about you know, and of course, that is the letter U. But it is not just the, the words, you know, the word is not just N-O, which as it was for I know. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> Prince, I guess, I, I don't know, I, a, lapse in, a lapse in his language there. <laughs> uh, from Artificial Age, recorded in 2014 at Paisley Park and released on the 1st of September 2014 as a digital single ahead of the uh, the release of the actual album, um, which wouldn't come out for another three weeks, I think it was, uh, until the until the actual album came out. Um, it was not officially a single, although it did enter some charts. Uh, I think it entered one chart uh, in France at, at number 182 um, <laughs> and then left after a week. Uh, on the track, it is Prince, uh, Joshua Welton and Mila J is sampled uh, from her song Blinded, uh, which was released in 2012. Mm. on the, uh, the track is 3 minutes 56, and joining me to talk about today is Zachary Hoskins. Hello, Zachary. Hey. Um, now, uh, I think, you know, within the Prince fan base, there was a little bit of division over, you know, Joshua Welton's role as a producer. Mm. And some fans were not particularly happy about it, and the other fans were slightly less happy about it um which i think is unfair because obviously it's kind of it's kind of rare that prince ever gave people a kind of co-producing credit yeah in fact i don't think it had happened since probably his debut album <laughs> he'd kind of given a co-producing credit i think kirk johnson got a little bit of credit um you yeah, know around yeah. emancipation uh and he worked with a couple of different people in the 90s and was a little bit more but yeah i mean the the point stands like he was very uh, reticent to allow anyone else to produce him throughout his career, (laughs) which makes Joshua Welton, um, you know, an anomaly. Yeah. And I think, you know, for, for some Prince fans, um, you know, they, they kind of, they seem to think that um, he kind of ruined a couple of Prince albums towards (laughs) the end here, which I do not think is fair. Um, You know, I, I, I think that, you know, I think this is a track is a kind of good example of something that I don't think Prince himself would have ever really done. Mm. I don't think that Prince would have heard like the Mila J song and would have decided to like sample the first 15 seconds and use that as the basis of a song. (laughs) Um, You know, that just doesn't seem like something Prince would have done. Um, I don't know. Maybe he would have, but like, it feels like that's where the influence of Joshua Welton on this particular track is kind of really felt. Right. And I really enjoy that sample. Like, uh, I've listened to the song Blinded a couple of times. I can't say that I'm a huge fan of it. I think it's it's, it's okay. I'd say three out of five if I was going to give it a grade. <laughs> uh, I'd certainly give it like a, the thumbs up on YouTube. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's kind of interesting because uh, like the kind of the, the use of the sample, it has this weird kind of like echo thing. And there's like you occasionally get like a little bit of uh, Mila J's, I don't know what to call it, like an exhalation uh-huh. that appears on the track. Um, and you have kind of Prince, I don't know, I, I really enjoy the way Prince delivers kind of the stuff in his lower register where he's like, you know, for your record, let me state, I never had any reason to contractual endeavor or sever relationship with anyone I pleasure. Like that's all in the lower register. And I'm kind of almost close to singing it the way Prince was singing yeah. it there. Um, 
But then when he gets to the chorus and he goes up into his kind of higher register for the you know how much I, I want you, you know how much I care. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of goes back down to his lower register to sing the same thing again, but kind of like down an octave. Um, I really like that. I mean, I love the chorus of this. Like, it's not it's not that many kind of words right. in terms of what he's saying. You know, like, there's, it's just, you know how much you want, I want you, you know how much I care. Uh, when he gone, you know, I'm going to flaunt it. You know, you know, you know. <laughs> so it's it's a lot of repetition of you know. But I, I just like how he kind of goes up into his, his kind of higher register there and then kind of repeats it, but in the lower register. And yeah. then kind of, uh, you know, we have kind of, there's a few kind of places where it kind of like stutters when he's singing stuff and you know like the sample kind of jumps a little bit and um i don't know like i mean it does contain the line feminine wells are not surprised in recognizing that the power of the breast is just a test that you'll be winning <laughs> winning yeah it's it it sounds better uh it's definitely one of those lyrics that sounds better spoken than <laughs> than on the page <laughs> uh well there's also like a will you feed me baby as well comes out shortly after that so i'm like i feel like the connection has been made for you right. there i think some of these kind of like there's these very long kind of lines um and then kind of delivered in this kind of almost like a lower register monotone. And then Prince kind of goes up in and starts singing. And it's a nice little contrast. Mm-hmm. That's one of his kind of best tricks. You know, he's he does. That, yeah, he does that a lot. And it's and it like it always works. Like <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. that, that's one of the best vocal tricks that he has in his tool belt. Yeah. The, the kind of the contrast of like here is here is something in the lower register and then here is me singing, you know, right. like up in the higher register. It's and and towards the end, he kind of does that a lot more, you know, in this song where he has stuff in the lower register and then immediately jumps up to the higher register. Mm-hmm. Like those long lines, I really enjoy him kind of delivering them. And there's a kind of the occasional like little hiccups that he does. Um, before he repeats certain words and um, I don't know like I'm a big fan of like um, kind of uh, mid 90s like trip hop Mm -hmm. and this kind of has that feel like taking taking like a you know a part of a record slowing it down just slightly and just repeating that while you sing other stuff over the top yeah um you know which obviously is also the basis for most rap uh but in particular with hip-hop you it was always kind of delivered in this very kind of like lazy way if massive attack were to at some point kind of cover this song <laughs> i think people would like they could cover this song not tell anyone it was a print song and it could credibly be like a new kind of massive attack song right and i don't think people would like bat an eyelid like just the, the way it's produced and i think maybe this is something that kind of this is maybe why joshua welton got some people's heckles up was just because the way he was producing stuff was as if he were a 20 something year old producer Mm -hmm. and instead of being like a you know a 58 year old kind of guitarist which is always how prince has produced stuff and so that's kind of that's why i mean even like you know kirk johnson his production was never kind of youthful it was just slightly different to the way prince was doing things right um and he was always being credited for like extra programming or additional programming. Like Prince was never willing to be like produced by Kirk Johnson. It was always yeah. <laughs> like a kind of reference to him doing something slightly different, but not kind of not being a producer in effect. Yeah. Um, although I, I would say like in the 80s, you know, people like Susan Rogers were in effect a producer. Like, even though they're only credited as, like, engineers, and I I guess you would say, technically speaking, the job they were doing was that of an engineer. Right. The kind of collaboration they had with Prince was kind of more what we would think of for other artists as being a producer. Right. Uh, But obviously Prince liked to... He liked to have the big, long credit. (laughs) uh, Performed, composed, arranged, and produced by Prince. So, 
Uh, he was never going to share that with anybody else. And obviously, I think that's something that dates back to his debut, where he very reluctantly, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> at the instruction of people who owned Warner Brothers, was right. like, you're going to have a producer come in. like, uh, And even they couldn't stop him from spending all the money on that one album. But yeah, I don't know. I really, I really enjoy the contrast between the kind of really long kind of delivery of, as a matter of fact, I would have your back, but then you had a heart attack where you pack and the shack without would be better. You know, like just kind of, I can't deliver it the same way Prince does, but, <laughs> um, you know, just kind of stuff like that. And, you know, any question the deal is met with another demand to kneel and reprimand concealed allegations of you sinning, sinning. I don't know. I just kind of love those really long lines contrasting with the, uh, you know, with the kind of the, the high, the kind of high singing of, you know, how much I want you. Uh, which again, that could be that could be from any era of Prince, you know. Thinking, <laughs> you know how much I want you, you know how much I care. Like, in fact, having having the the lines about how much you want someone and how much you care about mm-hmm. them is like one of the most kind of cliched kind of like ballad things, <laughs> right? That you could probably name a hundred songs off the top of your head that have that construction of wanting care, right? Um, you know, mm-hmm. expressed within the same lines. But yeah, I don't know. I really, I really enjoy it, and I think the kind of the choice of the sample as well is interesting. In particular, because the the singer Mila J, uh, she she was in the Diamonds and Pearls video, yeah. <laughs> uh, which, considering that at the time she was eight years old, yeah. is kind of remarkable. Uh, but she, yeah, like in the in the room where Prince has like you know, if everyone remembers the Diamonds and Pearls video, where uh, Prince is in a room with all those kind of children, and uh, him and Rosie are kind of just singing along while all these children are kind of sitting around watching them. Um, she was one of those children. Um, and then, you know, like, uh, I, I don't know, what is it like, uh, you know, uh, like 20 years later, she sings a song and Prince samples it. Uh, and that's kind of insane. Like, um, I don't, I don't know. It's just a weird little connection. I don't think it, like, I don't know that Prince would, I, I don't know. It's not, this is not like a Drew Barrymore, Steven Spielberg situation. It's not like Prince was like mentoring her yeah. for her entire <laughs> career and then used this sample. But I think it's interesting that like, you know, she already had this kind of existing Prince connection, um, you know, for, for kind of being in that video. Right. Um, uh, you know, and obviously I think her sister had also worked with Prince. Um, so that might be how kind of, you know, the connection kind of came about as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I really enjoy this song. Um, you know, I, I think Artificial Age between Artificial Age and Plectrum Electrum, I always feel like Plectrum Electrum has more of a, a kind of um even though Artificial Age attempts to be kind of a concept album with the kind of the little bits from Liana Le Havis in between certain songs and, mm-hmm. you know, the little kind of segues, I still feel like Plectrum Electrum has a stronger kind of um, through line uh, in that it is just, you know, Prince and three women rocking out for, you know, 12 tracks or whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know. And, and so whereas I feel even though they even though Prince attempts to kind of turn Artificial Age into some kind of um you know uh kind of concept album i just i just don't feel like the concept really carries over um you know so uh, you know this tracking it's like doesn't really seem to fit with the rest of like whatever the concept is in this album like it really stands out as being completely different from the rest (laughs) of the album um and i think i think it's kind of true of stuff like clouds and you know way back home they don't really feel like they don't feel like they kind of fit any kind of real concept but it does feel like prince was pushing that at the time of like you know artificial age being like a a kind of concept album Mm -hmm. um but i still i still really enjoy this song i would say a solid four out of five from me you know 
Um, I mean, I'm probably just because of the way that the sampling is used and stuff and Prince doing his kind of falsettos. Maybe I'm just a little bit biased because it's kind of just sound like Prince attempting to do trip hop. Like, <laughs> I don't know, 15 years after trip hop have been relative, yeah. like, relevant. <laughs> but still, you know, Prince, I, I, when Prince does his version of certain genres, I'm still like, OK, we, you know, I, I mean, I, I feel like Prince never really kind of did like a country song or anything. So. Uh, or correct me if I'm wrong, if you can think of Prince like doing his version of a country song. But I always love when Prince kind of dabbled in like a genre that you wouldn't expect him to go towards. Right. Uh, because I always think the, the results were always kind of interesting where it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's what it would sound like if Prince, you know, got a producer who did trip hop stuff. And this kind of feels like that's what it would have been like if, if he'd have ever kind of committed to that. Yeah. Yeah. And it is. It's it's funny that he <laughs> he 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 definitely was you know, dipping his toes into a lot of different contemporary genres in the nineties when a trip hop, uh, you know, homage would have, would have made a lot arguably more sense than, than it does in, in 2014. But, um, it, it is kind of interesting that he, that was one, that was one genre that he never really engaged with. Um, I really like this song also. I, I think I would actually, I, I like, if we're talking, if if we're reserving five stars out of five stars for you know only absolute classics like Little Red Corvette or something, then then no, this isn't a five star song. But I think if we're if if we're just if if we're looking within the context of the album or within the context of this stage of Prince's career or uh, you, you know I, this is definitely this is a highlight of Artificial Age for me for sure this is a highlight of you know this chapter uh, of 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 prince's music um i think it's a really interesting blueprint of how prince can could update his his sound and and sound very contemporary um albeit also like massive effect from 20 years earlier um but you know sound not not sound like he's trying to to recapture old glories or or making you know um adult contemporary music uh it sound like something that could that could conceivably be in conversation with what is on the you know mainstream r&b charts but not lose you know he's he's not putting in like dubstep drops or uh <laughs> you know it's there's it's it's not tacky or it doesn't feel like he's jumping on a bandwagon um it just sounds like an updated version of prince's music and i think um this is a this is a good argument for why he really kind of kept young people around and collaborated with young people up until um the end of his life you know i think he was always similar to somebody like david bowie he was always interested in not turning into a legacy act and he always kind of wanted to keep his finger on the pulse of what was going on you know sometimes he still sounded like an old guy in the club and um there's definitely i can think of at least one song that i'm going to be appearing on this podcast to talk about that that fits that that description but i don't think he does on you know i think this is a it it would have been this is one of those tracks that i'm like i wish i could have heard more of this prince um and an artificial age was an album that really kind of as somebody who was very much kind of you know, 
going on and off the bandwagon uh, at, at this at this point in Prince's career. You know, I would some albums I, I checked out and I and I really liked and some of them I just didn't care for. Artificial Age was definitely one of the former. And um, it's still kind of the album that I think about when it's like he really had some more great music in him um, when he passed. So. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I'll give this a sentimental five out of five. Well, I mean, it's interesting as well because uh, uh, Mila J, she, uh, you know, that's kind of the name that she's mostly known under. Obviously, her real name being, uh, you know, Jamila Akiko. Um, and so l- later on, she um, she called herself uh, Japalonia, um, <laughs> which was kind of which was after kind of like uh, 2015, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, and then also in 2016, she did a cover of Erotic City as well. Hmm. Um, you know, so like, and she, she has cited, you know, Janet Jackson as her main inspiration. Well, I think we all know that, you know, Janet Jackson's kind of core 80s sound, uh, was produced by, you know, two members of the time. Right. You know, so you've got, you've got a um, you know, and who I think, uh, was sacked for their efforts for going and producing Janet Jackson. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, from the time. So, uh, yeah, so I, I think, you know, even though she's saying Janet Jackson, you have to feel like there's a little bit of kind of Prince uh, through, you know, yeah. through Jimmy Jam and, and Terry Lewis, uh, you know, through Janet Jackson. So, you know, not only has she kind of covered a Prince song and worked with Prince and been sampled by Prince, but also, you know, there's a little bit of an influence of Prince through Janet Jackson there, um, you know. So, but uh, yeah, I don't know, just a, just an interesting kind of song. Um you know, and uh, just, I don't know, just like an, an album that, like you say, you know, I mean, when Breakfast Can Wait came out, Prince didn't have an album for that song to go on. Right. And then it feels like the rest of the album kind of formed <laughs> around Breakfast Can Wait. And I think Prince and Joshua Welton kind of just, I don't know, they were just, it feels like Prince was kind of experimenting. But then at the time, same time, he was trying to push towards something and be like, the album has to be this, you know, it has to fit mm-hmm. this. And you know to the detriment of some songs on here but then there's other songs on here that still you know manage to kind of break away from that even though like way back home has like a you know affirmation one and two or whatever it is at the beginning of it i think way back home kind of just works as a song not as part of the concept even though it's probably one of the, the songs that prince would insist was part of the, the overall concept of the right. album <laughs> um but yeah it does kind of uh, you know unlike say 2010 which you know as we discussed when we talked about uh you know sticky like glue that kind of felt like an album where prince was just like in the studio for a couple of weekends had 10 tracks yeah. threw them together and was like here's an album everybody you know have it in this week's newspaper like that felt like a lot more kind of you know um kind of just kind of put together really quickly whereas artificial age and plectrum electrum felt like a lot more work went into them and they were a lot kind of more you know prince kind of trying different things and you know maybe i would think there's there's probably like at least an album's worth of stuff that he discarded from both of these albums um you know it just feels like it like with some prince albums it feels like the you know you've heard every track but with other prince albums it feels like there's another half of an album in the vault and for me, the stuff from around this period, particularly going into Hit and Run, you know, one and two, it feels like there's probably, you know, a lot of songs that Prince was making at the time are probably in the vault. Um, and, you know, had he had he lived another couple of years, we probably would have ended up with Hit and Run phase three and four and five. <laughs> we probably would have got sick of it. <laughs> right. Um, you know, but yeah, I don't know. Just like a really, uh, like a really kind of interesting song um, on an album that is, you know, a lot of, you know, that consists of a lot of interesting songs, basically. Right. You know, so I feel like we said about as much as we can about, you know, 
So let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Zachary? Sure. So I uh, have my own Chronological Prince project. It's a blog. I'm writing about every Prince song that I am able to get my hands on and write about in chronological order. Um, it is, uh, taking me forever, <laughs> but, um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud with how it's, uh, shaping up. So, um, please come check that out. You can find it at princesongs.org. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us, not sure why you would, unless of course you are Mila J. By all means, do email Mila J at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks as well for being my guest here, Zachary. Thank you for having me. And otherwise, There is really you know. only one destination. And that place is you. All of it. Everything is you. <laughs>